ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. It's time to get out and about in the garden with Rowanna and Sabrina here on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Good morning to you. Five past nine, another edition of Roots and Shoots. Hello to my partner in crime, Sabrina Hahn. Hello, Ro. How's your week been? Wow, we've had the most amazing weather. Oh, isn't it glorious? Yeah, but today, great tomorrow, swimming weather, I have to say. How many swims this week? Uh, oh, I only did three this week, but I'm going to crank it up to five next week. Ooh. So You know the weather's going to get ugly from Monday. Oh, I don't care. I actually, it, you, after two laps in yep. the pool. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And in fact, by the time you get to lap six, it's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wouldn't know. So, I don't know uh, that far. But, it, but I love I love swimming midwinter because there's no one there. Yeah. Like they all go, oh, and it's dark. It's only for the brave. Well, it's dark. Yeah. It's a bit dark at 6.30. It's all but, specially uh, set up for Sabrina. Ooh. Huh? But, um, of course, I'm leaving. I'm going overseas fairly soon. Mm. So uh, there's many chores to be done in That's the That's one garden. of yours. Oh, sorry. I thought you meant that hard work you'll be doing in... Portugal or wherever it is you're off to. <laughs> Don't look at me thing. like that, Ro. It's I just work. can't believe you didn't put a case up it's for the show to come on the road. <laughs> oh, I wish. There's some lovely gardens that I we could look at in Madeira. Hours. It would be 3am on a Friday, Saturday morning. Yes. We'd be in fine form, I oh, reckon. Wouldn't we ever? <laughs> and we'd be eating some of those Portuguese custard tarts. We would. We'll put I, in a late submission to oh. um, Sarah Knight and see how we go. Um I've got a gift for you. Oh, oh my goodness. I love your neighbour. Father-in-law. Father-in-law, who could be your neighbour, but he's not. Do you know what? Actually, I take that back. He's my neighbour. Oh, he is your neighbour. Yeah. Um, So can you tell him that his beetroot is the best? It is really gung-ho. promise you he's listening. So when I do my beetroot, I'll give him a jar of my beetroot because oh, okay. I only to pull it before I go overseas and pickle it. Beautiful. So That will um, get you through your five sessions this week. A- absolutely. And I'm- just before we jump into the calls. Yes. The, our regional listeners, of course, have just joined. Our Perth audience have been with me since six this morning. Um, we were talking with one of our guests, a regular Chris Parry, just before about shopping tourism. Mm. And you came in and told a great story about your <laughs> wonderful daughter, Jess, and her shopping exploits, which yes. I think is just too good not to share with all of our audience. Well, uh, the, the fact that I got landed with her shopping experience was interesting. So we're in the Sahara Desert right. in Morocco, mm-hmm. the Sahara Desert. Now, you would think there's not a lot of shopping to be done in a desert, but Jess will find a shop. <laughs> she would find one on the moon. Um, and there's a lot of fossils in Morocco in mm. the desert regions. Uh, so they have all these magnificent granites and all these stones that have got fossils in them. Anyway, the guide, because Jess went camel riding at 4.30am, <laughs> as you do, uh, said, you must come and see, you know, my uncle's <laughs> shop. Uh, so Jess bought a sink, <laughs> a granite, a sink that was... Oh, it's about mm, 600 long and about 400 wide. Granite. Had fossils in it. Beautiful. A sink. So she said, oh, mum, you'll have to take this home in your hand luggage when you fly home. Hand luggage. I couldn't even lift the bag up. Anyway. Isn't it like six or seven kilos or something you're allowed was, in your hand luggage? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I was going down the pointy end of the plane. Ah, special treatment. But the funniest thing was the hostie because I'm dragging it in, you know, thinking I can't give this to anyone. (laughs) So the hostie goes, oh, I'll put that up in the overhead locker for you. And I said, oh, no, I wouldn't wouldn't do that. Imagine if it came down during champions. (laughs) It didn't kill three people. (laughs) Anyway, she said, I think I'll have to get the other attendant. (laughs) So she got the biggest bloke on the plane. She could get to drag this thing into the. I said, don't put it in the cockpit because the plane's going to be pointing downwards. 
Oh, too funny. Anyway, um, the sink is in her in her bathroom. Oh, that, well, it's worth it, right? <laughs> yeah. Good stuff, Jess. Always providing Aww. us with entertainment. Michelle's down in Mandra. You can get things underway this morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you, ladies? Oh, Good. we are fabulous, Michelle. Oh, great. Um, I just had a question about a, an established peach tree. Yeah. If it's possible to transplant it. Yeah, absolutely. So how established is it? How old are we talking? Uh, I don't know how old it is. It came with a property that we bought. How um, big is it? To, it's about three metres high. Yeah, no worries at all. Yeah. Now, it's coming up for a good time to transplant, Michelle, because you right. want to do it when it's dropped all its leaves. So take oh, a okay. third yep. off. Yep. Get your shovel, dig mm-hmm. all around it, have the hole all prepped where it's going and whack it back in there. Now, you're in Mandurah, so you'll need clay, compost, yep. cow poo, wetting agent. Yep, perfect. But they transplant really well. Fantastic. Mm. That's great news. Thank you. So just wait till it drops its leaves naturally. Yeah, don't so, yeah yep. so the end of June, July, Michelle. Okay. Perfect. Fantastic. Thanks, Michelle. I feel like our first caller always sets the tone for the morning. I know. And, she and was when Michelle was up and then Yuck. you had good news for her. Yes. Some weeks it's, I've got a problem and you're like, <laughs> death, dead, gone. Well, actually, <laughs> I did a Sorry. consult. <laughs> did a consult during the week and it was... Oh, I felt really bad when I left. I thought, mm, I, I think there was two plants out of the 15 that I said, oh. capable. <laughs> Sometimes you walk away and you go, be cruel but, to be kind. but the good thing is, <laughs> I say, when they have gone, this one gets all the sunlight coming in. It'll be marvellous. It'll be so much better. That challenge presents so much opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Diane's in Geraldton. Hello, Diane. Oh, hi. Hello, girls. Lovely to hear your voices again this Saturday. Thank you. Now, Diane, uh, sorry, Diane, um, Sabrina. Yes. um, I rang about five weeks ago about my olive tree. Mm -hmm. I I tried to send in a photo this morning, but it it wouldn't work. Um, But uh, you got me to spray the tree with neem oil because it had the olive leaf. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So that the new growth on the uh, the tips are looking are looking really good, but the trunk mm. um, right down near the base yes. is peeling. Ooh. And yeah, and it sort of looks a little bit soft white. Oh, that's not good. Okay, no, uh, okay. So <laughs> yes, yeah, that's exactly what you need. Now um, you may need to inject it, Diane. So oh, right. with injectors, that so so the stuff that you just said, um, yes. you can buy tree injectors, and you um, can, in Geraldton. No, uh, <laughs> I doubt it. Can you can you go on to our website? Uh, what your website? Yeah, yeah, yeah. SabrinaHan.com.au. Okay. That will tell you where you get the injectors from and how you do it. Okay. So it's that phosphoric yep. acid or yes, whatever it is. Yes, that's the one. Yes, that's the one. And I know it's on there, Rose double-checking, because we have them in the warehouse. So oh, um, right. if you could just uh, uh, email or... Or go on the website. You'll be able to find it. Because you won't, yeah, you won't be able to buy them in Geraldton. Okay. Mm. Thank you, Diane. Dear Jess, is what, what your <laughs> mum just said true? <laughs> no, we've got a whole box of injectors. No, you seem, you seem really confident. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Because they're hard to get hold of and it's really handy being able to inject a tree. Yeah. They're these dirty big, they're like a horse syringe. Wow. It's quite fun, mm. really. Drill a hole. <laughs> and then you suck the stuff up in the syringe and it's got a little screw end bit. So okay. you screw the syringe in the tree. Right. And they're trigger loaded and you let the trigger go. And it's interesting because it's taken up through the cambium layer and sometimes the syringe goes, it takes it up straight away and other times it'll take two hours. Oh, 
It's really interesting, Rose. Sounds like a little Facebook Live, a little video you need to make for you. That's your... actually a great yeah. idea. We'll You're put you welcome. on the books. <laughs> Did you hear that, Jess? <laughs> Seven Darlington uh, says, Morning all. I have a self-sown jacaranda seedling. I've mm. kept it alive through four summers. Hooray. It's now about two and a half metres tall, straight up. How and when do I encourage it to become a tree? Okay, so now is a good time, Seb. So now, depending on uh, – jacarandas do beautifully in the hills. Such gorgeous trees. Oh, and they're lovely. Um, so get yourself a bit of compost, some slow-release fertiliser. I would be putting it in the ground now before it gets too cold because next week we can start cooling down. Um, perfect time to put it in. Jacarandas, the red ones or the purple ones? Purple, purple ones. ones. Yeah, poinsettias are the red, red ones. ones. Yeah, getting there, getting there. All right, let's, I'm impressed. Thanks, thanks, Seb. Let's head to Carl, who's in Byford. Hello. Oh, hi, um, it's Carl here. Um, hi, ladies. Uh, well, you've answered one of the questions about a jacaranda. Now's the time to uh, transplant them yep. into, uh, into the ground. Yep, absolutely. And, and uh, with um, we also were curious about a banana. We've got a uh, two-metre giant sitting in a 35-centimetre, <coughs> pardon me, diameter pot. Yeah. And, and um, I, I suspect uh, summer would be the better time when it's actively yeah, growing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't be putting it in, in Byford in winter. So Byford you get sort of cooler nights than you do on the coastal strip. So if you could keep it in a pot until spring, then I'd pop it in sort of mid-spring, Carl. Yeah, and and what about the uh, preparation uh, to to um, give them a good start? Now they prefer a free draining soil, Carl. So you, I would be getting some bags of potting mix. The other thing they prefer, it's, now they don't like the hot easterly, so you're going to have to find a a really protected position for it. So uh, they they like a bit of shade in the afternoon sun in summer, and they like to be flooded two to three times a week. So put it in like a little basin kind of affair. Um, not a washing basin, <laughs> but, you know, a dip in the ground. Got you. Uh, and there you go. Bob's yep. your uncle. Excellent. Thank you, Carl. Uh, Linda from Padbury's got an interesting question. Mm. I make my own yoghurt and water down the unused way oh. and throw it round the garden. Yep. Are there any plants I should be avoiding when doing that? No, I would stick that on everything. I reckon that's a great idea, Linda. Excellent. Chris in Australin, good morning to you. Oh, good morning, ladies. How are you? Oh, fabulous. Oh, excellent. Uh, Sabrina, I have three tiger grass plants yep. in pots. Yes. Now, uh, they're getting to be rather big because you know, they're well fed. Yep. Uh, can I trim them? Yep. And how do I go about it and when's the best time to do it? Please? Okay, so now is not the best time, Chris. You're going to have to wait until spring when it starts warming up. Uh, right. Now, w- what some people do is they select a third of the branches and cut them off down at ground level. And then they wait for that to shoot and then they cut the other two-thirds down by by a half. So you've got to do it in stages if you don't want it looking really wacko. Right. (laughs) So um, they recover pretty well. Uh, If you're brave, you'd go 50%. You'd cut down to ground level, wait for the new shoots to come up and then you'd cut the other half. And do that in spring. Yep. Okay, then will that answer that? Thank All you right. very much. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Bye-bye. Let's head straight to Malcolm. He's out in Darlington. Hello, Malcolm. Oh, good morning, girls. Um, look, about seven years ago, I planted myself a pomegranate tree. Yeah. Only because Nana had one. Nana always had pomegranates. And I remember on her tree, they were always split open when she picked them. Now, my tree's got its first fruit on it, so I've kind of waited for it to split open. Am I doing the right thing? Do you pick, when do you pick a pomegranate? Uh, you usually try and get it before it splits open, but so the the outside skin will actually end up from going from that shiny to a dullish colour, and yeah. the the corolla at the very bottom of the pomegranate will be drying out. 
The problem yeah. with it splitting is that then all the birds, possums and rats come in. No, no my possums are just all lining up. <laughs> <laughs> They do, they do that, you know. Ah, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Darlington possums have a certain etiquette and they line up. (laughs) I think that's marvellous. You've trained them really well, Malcolm. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so you've got to wait for the red to be sort of even all around the outside. So it's... um, Okay, I'm going to take it today because I'm not going to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not going to... Possums any longer. Yes, okay. yes, and now, and you know, the rather than rather than queuing, they'd probably like to get on with doing other stuff. Probably. Mm. Uh, good on you, Randall. Thank you. It's twenty past nine. Victor Moa, Boomerang, Hills Hoist, One Day Cricket. Aussies are an inventive lot. It couldn't have been made anywhere else. Tony Armstrong is rolling open the shed door to explore Aussie creations. They tell us who we are and the times we live in. And in there lies the charm. From speedos to stubbies to the humble meat pie. Enjoy the show. Great Australian stuff. Tuesday nights on ABC TV and streaming on ABC iView. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Did I call Malcolm Randall? Yeah, but that's okay because we've got a text message from Randall. We might as well help Randall out while we're at it. (laughs) (laughs) Randall's question is, will a three-metre locust tree transplant okay? I think that was probably a locust tree. Locust. Yeah, because if it's a locust tree, you wouldn't need to transplant it because they'll just eat everything. locusts will fly away with it. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Exactly. So, yes, you can transplant a locust tree that's 30 metres, not that they get that big. But they transplant really well. I would do it now because they're going to start setting fruit very soon. They may have already started setting fruit. Um, if it has started fret, f- f- fretting, <laughs> fretting suit, if it started fretting suit, uh, wait. Wait until it's after it's fruited its set and then uh, prune it back by 50%. Dig it up and move it. Very good. Richard says, is there a bird attracting grevillea that will grow in a shady place on the south side of the house? Shade, shady grevilleas. Mm, now, you may not get as good flowering. You could try a grevillea caloundra gem, grevillea longestyla. It's okay. a lovely one. Also known as grevillea johnsonii. It's mm. so annoying that when they do that. I was getting lost in your eyes and glasses. Are they new? I know. No. I've put them on. So this is the first time I've actually – because I usually only put them on to look at the pictures, but I can see the whole screen now. And you look magnificent. Oh, thank you. These are fairly new, these yeah. glasses. Very stylish. I, this, I should have done that, you know, like at least five years ago. It's really good being able to see all the print on the screen, row. Yeah, you even could have a heads up. You could pre-read some of the text messages as they Who come through. thought? <laughs> Now, with those glasses, yes. I want you to look at Cheryl's fur, her palms. Palm, yeah, that looks terrible. Good morning, Sabrina and Rowe. Remember mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. palms? Oh. You told me to ditch them. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm pleased. Cheryl would like to show you what they look like oh. now. <gasps> Cheryl, you've done a marvellous job. What would she have done? Well, she would have sprayed. Say, she sprayed for the scale. She sprayed for the sooty mould. She may have even blasted it with the high pressure hose. That she is a level of commitment I could never. I know. Aspire to. If I'd gone to someone's garden in a consult and looked at that, I would have gone, put that in the bin now. Yeah. The neighbour's got to skip out front, go and make the most of it. Cheryl, I'm very proud of you because I never would have, I wouldn't have thought that that could come back from the dead. Hmm. It's literally come back from the dead. You've done so well, Cheryl. I'm willing to slip in the extra additional, well, the one question actually. And that is, Sab, I have some native seeds I'd like to plant. What is the best soil to use? I would mix your ah oh, so to put it in uh, needs to be a, like a a, sa- a very sandy mix, sand and like coarse river sand with um, a bit of a zeolite in it. Okay, uh, that came through via our email, which is still the only place you can get photos through to us. The address for that um, sending those emails is get your pen ready. Perth Weekends, all one word, all lowercase, S on the end, Perth Weekends at 
your y o u r dot a b c dot net dot au Perth weekends at your dot a b c dot net Jane has also sent us some photos, Sab. Oh, look, of I some can Granny see Smith apples. I can see it clearly with my glasses. And some mandarin tree leaf. What? Oh. It's rotten. Oh, that is rotten. So the apple has got a scab rot. Now I'm going to have to check and see if, we, if that apple scab is in... Uh, WA, that particular apple scab scab um, disease, because if it is, I'd be mm, culling the tree. Now, the citrus is has a uh, magnesium and zinc deficiency. It also has scale, so you need to get trace elements onto it and you need to spray it with an oil-based spray. But the apple... The apple looks really bad. Mm. Um, now, I'm going to do a bit of research on that apple because, uh, and I'll check with the ag department with Paddle, Pest and Disease Library, mm-hmm. and just see what, what's around in apples at the moment. All right. Let's get back to your calls on 1300 We've got a few minutes and then we'll get to Sab's pick of the week, of course, which is everyone's favourite part mm. of the week. Rod is in Padbury. Hello, Rod. Hello. Hello, Rod. Hello, Rod. It's uh, Rob, actually. Oh, Rob. Hello there. Oh, very good. Look, um, I'm, I'm going to plant a um, Washington Naval uh, in, in my backyard. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, uh, I'm about three k's at the most from Padbury. The soil's not all that good. Right. Uh, what, should I, well, what should I do to uh, to keep the orange tree going? Okay. So, Rob, you need a wide hole. So people don't do a wide enough hole. They do a deep hole, but they don't think about the width. And orange trees are all surface rooting. So mm-hmm. you want a nice wide hole. You need to go and get yourself a bag of compost a bag of cow poo, some wetting agent, slow-release fertiliser. You can put in um, chicken poo as well because citrus loves chicken poo. You're going to dig the hole three times the width of the pot it's in and twice the depth. Three times the width and twice the depth. Yep. Yep. And then you're going to mix that little cake mix thing up with the soil that's in there. Before you plant the tree, you fill the hole up with water, let it drain away, Put the plant in, then more of the cake mix with the sand that's already there. Put a mulch on top of it and away you go. Huh. Beautiful. Thank you, Rod. Good luck with that. Let's head to Steve. He's in Armidale. Hello, Steve. Yeah. How are you going? Yeah. Selena? Good, Steve. Um, I've got a dragon fruit that's yeah. gone about seven foot up in there. Holy dooly. And then drooped over a tyre and headed towards the ground. Wow. Uh, it's just about touched the ground now. Gosh. And I've got about 80 fruit on it. How and what time do I prune it? Okay, so you don't prune it in winter, Steve. You're going to have to wait. Usually, so with all of the tropical fruits, we prune when things finish flowering. But with that particular cactus, you can't you can't um, you can't prune it in winter, but you can in spring. Yeah, and how much do I take off? Yeah, it's a cactus, Steve. You can take off as much as you want, and then you can mm. use the cuttings for more for more plants. I'll have a thousand plants. <laughs> if you leave them out right the out, front saying dragon fruit cuttings here, they'll go Someone very quickly. Someone will pinch them. Yeah. Good on you, Steve. Uh, Sue in Kensington writes, Sabrina, I've got two port wine magnolias. Mm. have just noticed a few dead branches high up. On inspection, the bark appears to be stripped off. Would this be rats or question mark, question mark, question Kensington mark? Uh, could be rats, could be possums. Possums don't usually go for the port wine magnolias. They're more into trees. So more than likely rats. So you need to get some strips of material. You need to either dip the strips of material in fennel, you know, the bin cleaner, or the little stuff that you <coughs> put on your chest when you've got a cough. 
Um, <laughs> Let's not go there again. Oh, no, that was the other stuff. That was the other stuff. And wrap it around, wrap it around, wrap it around. Um, I'm doing a controlled trial at present with rats at my place with mm. the um, baking soda and cake mix. Okay. I'll let you know how it goes. Please do. They're in it. They're in it. This is the Pingley or Beverly. Yeah, 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 yeah. the Pingley Brains Trust. All right. Uh, Very quickly, uh, Joe from Wongan is wanting a steer on where she might be able to buy blood orange trees. Ah, well, I have noticed that. Okay, so on Facebook pages there is a, a citrus fella has his own Facebook page. Um. Uh, if you where uh, sorry, where does she live? Wongan. Oh, Wongan. Um, if you ring some of the nursery chains, they will get one in for you. Okay. Now, on Citrus, on Citrus Row, if anyone has any galls on any of their citrus, yes. you must prune that out before the end of June. You must get rid of it. Otherwise, the little sods are out. They're out and about. All right. Thank you. Uh, on our way to Sab's Pick of the Week, Pauline Dinella. Hello. Hi, Rana. Hi, Sabrina. Hello, How you Paul. We're good. Good, good. Listen, first off, I'm a first-time caller, so I'm quite nervous. Oh, Aww. Paul, we'll be You're very gentle. Off to a cracking start. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Look, um, I've got multi-part question. Um, one is, um, uh, now let me see. Tractospermum jasminidines. Yes, yes. Okay. The Chinese star jasmine, yep. That's the one. Yeah. Look, I've been doing a bit of reading, and the best one I was told to get was dynamic lifter standard pellets. Right, okay. I wouldn't, but... Because well, because it's a, it's more of a tropical plant, so you need something that's got all sorts of minerals in it. So I would get the fertilizer that's made here in WA for our nutrient deficient soils. And I'll give you a hint: it's a safe way of growing your plants. Okay. Um, well, is there a name or like? I can't. I can't give you product names, Paul. I'm sorry. Okay, so how would I go about finding that? Okay, so you need to go to a nursery, not a mm-hmm. hardware store because it's not in hardware stores. You need to yeah. go to a nursery and you need to ask them for the fertiliser that is made in Western Australia and it's safe to use on your garden. It's got over 60 different minerals in it and it's ideal for all of those sorts of things. Good on you, Sabby. Thank you, Paul. Good luck with that. Hopefully the nursery can help you out. It's time. It is that time again. It is. Sabrina's musical pick of the week. Pick of the week. I know you're going to dig this. Here we go now. Where are you taking us today, Sabrina? How wild are we getting? How tame are we going? Oh, no, we're going a bit wild. Are we? Yeah, a bit wild this week. <laughs> so um, so because um, Mickey has a finger on the pulse here, yes. so when I sent this song through, she said, do you know that that band's playing in Frio tonight? And I said, No. Oh. They're playing at the Frio Arts Centre. There you go. Um, so this is Ruel. And uh, it's a it's a catchy tune. People will dance to this, and it's called "I Don't Want to Be Like You." Get up and about. It's twenty seven to ten. We were warned, Sabrina Hunt, that there was a little pause in it. <laughs> but that was yeah. the end of the song. That wasn't the pause. <laughs> oh, because well, oh, oh, we've been chatting, Ro. 
How dare we? Oh. Uh, anyway, um, so, you know, if you like that sound, mm. go to the Frio Arts Centre tonight. Ruel, I mm. don't want to be like you. And, of course, yep. you can send through your thoughts on that song, 0437 922 just like Annette from Latham has. Ah, Hi, ah. girls. Music is Groovy McDoovy. Oh, Groovy McDoovy. Well, where did, where's the inspiration from that from? Uh, Was it on your playlist? No. Oh, sorry. Ah, yeah, it's on my playlist. Yeah. Okay. Everyone's still working out. Just what they thought. It was quick song that took everyone by surprise. It took us by surprise. (laughs) (laughs) We're just having a chat. (laughs) That's kind of what we do. Uh, Annie says, catchy, Mm. but who does he want to be like? Hmm. Well, that's he wants to be like you, I think, was the... No, he doesn't want to be like you. I don't want to be be like you. Yeah, yeah, he wants to be like him. Yeah. Yeah, just like himself. Yeah, that's Mm. that's deep. We're going (laughs) deep this morning. We go on roots and shoots. (laughs) Deep and meaningful. All right, Uh, catchy song, Sabrina. Catchy song, Sabrina again. Oh, cool. Um, Oh, a naughty word got through. Oh, shh. Oh, no. Let's move along now. You two are in trouble. I'm telling the bosses. I listened to that and I didn't pick anything. Okay. We'll Look, just move on. Let's move okay. on. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we, just, we, we just move on. You've got a special guest for us who's joining us next. I do. Brand new episodes of Bluey are here. Yay! All right, here we go. With new games. This place is nuts. You crazy. New places. We are fancy ladies. New adventures. Stop. You can't stop the big blue guy. What? What are you doing? New episodes of the biggest little show on earth, Bluey. We're on TV. Streaming for free every Sunday morning, only on ABC iView. Bluey. Marianne says, great pick, Sab, my new favourite. Fantastic. Biased Barb in Jero says, yeah, nah, in oh. the, only the way a West Australian can. Yep. Uh, fabulous. Love the song, but I want to be just like you, Sab. Oh, that's so lovely. That's, that's Definitely of... never want to be inside my brain. Mm-mm. Now, you have teed up a special guest for us today. I have. So um, we're going to introduce Katie Madden, and she's a member of the Responsible Cat Ownership Group for the City of Stirling. Because in the last, I would say, five years, there's been a lot of conversation around uh, changing some of the the cat laws and mm-hmm. and responsibilities, and uh, we now have some really alarming scientifically based evidence of the damage that cats uh, do to um, our native wildlife. And um, so this particular group are putting forward a motion for the City of Stirling to look at, to update and actually change some of the cat laws so it's more in line with how people are now um, wanting to support uh, wildlife and and responsible ownership and a better life for cats. So welcome to the program, Katie. Oops, oh, sorry, try that again. Katie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good yeah, morning, good. Katie. So Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, it's our pleasure. So so what is the the crux of the of the group? What what are you putting forward to the city of Stirling? Um, well, recently, um, we, we started the group fairly recently. Um, we're a bunch of um, like-minded citizens concerned about the, the impacts of having roaming cats in the neighbourhood. Um, we've all noticed it, um, whether it be, you know, cats coming in and um, killing wildlife in our gardens or in our local bushlands and wetlands, um, cats getting hit by cars, cats um, attacking each other and having those nasty vet bills because um, of cat fights. Um, and also, you know, the nuisance impact of cats on residents, um, you know, whether they're spraying or defecating, um, you know, in, a, in an, another um, property can be really inconvenient. So we kind of had the discussion and we also um, kind of tried to figure out a plan of action to see if there was anything that we could do to help support change in this space. Um, I first contacted council a couple of years ago um, asking about cat containment or even cat curfews and kind of got a very lacklustre response on the subject, um, kind of indicating there wasn't really much they could do. There was already a local cat law in effect that complied with kind of the 
the standards of the CAT Act, which just involves, you know, having CAT microchipped, registered and sterilised um, by six months of age. There's nothing really to stop cats going out and killing wildlife and keeping mm. cats safe at home. So mm. we met with the um, with the Sterling Ratepayers Association to get some advice um, and um, with Simon Wheeler and got really, some really fantastic feedback um, and ended up um, collaborating to put these motions through to Sterling at the at the recent um, EGM council meeting um, that really are all varying levels are focused around um, cat safety um, and containing cats. And that's a, a good point because I know that a lot of people are are concerned about um, the the changes in in laws saying that you know it's just people that hate cats and that's definitely not the case at all. In fact, oh no, not at all. Yeah, in fact, there has it, been it, research to say that they're happier and live longer, isn't there? Yeah, certainly. There's heaps of evidence out there um, that demonstrates cats actually, despite being outdoors their entire life, adapt really well to being indoors. You know, um, cats, you know, are natural predatory hunters. They, you know, evolved from being um, kept as, you know, rodent killers to being companion animals fairly recently. So they still have that natural hunting drive. And that just means there's more we have to do as, as responsible pet owners to keep them stimulated and occupied inside the household, whether it be, you know, playing with them, you know, the feather dusters, those types of toys. Um, and cats can still, you know, uh, with cat containment, still go outside within the owner's property. Mm. Many people build catios um, mm. and um, there's heaps and heaps of design ideas. Many of them are very cheap and effective to do and install yourself, even DIY. There's um, Facebook groups like Bunnings Cat Hacks and uh, um, uh, Cat Enclosure Design Ideas WA that have some really great resources and ideas for um, cost-effective designs um, to, to allow cats out. But, you know, the, the statistics are alarming. You know, the research we used is from, you know, Federal Parliamentary Review um, and lots of other um, peer-reviewed research that indicate, you know, roaming pet cats kill around 390 million animals per year in Australia. 390 um, million, did you say? Yes. 390 million. million. And yes. of that, how many, I mean, we'd lose a lot of mammals, wouldn't we? Yeah, in that a lot number. Of that, I mean, a lot of that is mammals, um, you know, um, a fair percentage. And then, of course, there's, that also includes birds, lizards, and um, we don't we don't actually know the number of insects being killed. That doesn't include insects, so mm. um, they're a huge part of our ecosystem as well. Um, you know, po- pollinators and um, you know pest control and all sorts of things. Yeah. So, yeah, we we can't afford to wait. Um, and many councils are already taking this step and starting to try and introduce cat containment laws. Um, some councils throughout WA have a, have a lot more success um, by introducing a lot of cat prohibited areas. But the problem with cat prohibited areas is it needs enforcement. You, you actually need to enforce prohibiting from there. And a lot of within the city of Stirling, we've worked, spoken to a lot of the friends of Gwellup, you know, friends of Starfoot Reserve, a lot of the friends of groups that work in these bushland and wetlands areas that are prohibited prohibit cats. And they still see cats there on a daily basis. So the prohibited areas just doesn't really work. What we really need to work towards is, is cat containment. You know, mm. cats... Um, you know, live far longer, um, have a much higher life expectancy. Indoors live on average 13 years yeah. compared to three years to roaming cats. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's great that, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a well uh, well-researched uh, group and um, I think the whole mood of the nation has changed. You know, we've had we've had dog laws for fifty years. Mm. I think I think it's time to actually review the cat laws so that we can keep our native animals in a safe place. Katie, thank you so much and uh, good thank luck. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I would like to urge you, if, if possible, we do have a, a petition going on our Facebook page. Yes, um, you know, to try and. Um, Get Minister Kerry, the Minister for Local Government, to support amendments to the CAT Act so we can allow local governments to enforce cat containment. Currently, there are so many restrictions around that. Okay, and Um, how can people find that information? If they jump onto our our Facebook page, Responsible Cat Ownership Sterling, um, and follow the link to the legislative petition, we have posts of it, um, you know, every every day. Um, That was started by Anna Marie and the Golden Bay Association, um, and that will go through to Parliament if we get enough signatures. So um, it will be as simple as amending the Cat Act. They want to do a review, which will take close to 2030 to actually see any change. 2030. We want change now. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So we'd like that to happen ASAP. 
Um, you know, it would be simple as putting in two sentences into the Act, and that can happen in less than 12 months. Um, so anyone willing to write to Minister John Kerry or their local MP to um, push this change through and also sign a petition, that'd be fantastic and we can have their support. Good on you, Katie. Thanks, Thanks very Katie. much. Gardening with Rowanna and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. All right, let's get back to your calls, 1300 720. Uh, we're going to head to Robin, who's down in Denmark. Hello, Robin. Oh, good morning. Good morning, ladies. Morning. Um, Sab, I um, managed to have some peacherines given to me, and I saved the seeds. Um, it took a while to find some. I belted a few to death, but <laughs> I've managed to... I've, they're really hard to crack open. Um, <laughs> I put them in the fridge because I YouTubed a few things and put them in the fridge. Now, I've had four that have sprouted. What do I do with them now? Because they're so precious. I've got them yeah, to the stage. Yeah, I know. What? So now what you have to do is re, repot them into a slightly bigger pot. Mm-hmm. So oh, you no, don't... they're still seeds. They're still seeds. Oh, they're still... Ah, oh, they've just germinated. Yes, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Ah, and what are they in? Um, well, I followed the little old gentleman on the YouTube page and he said to just put them in paper towel, put them in the fridge and keep them damp. Okay. So they've, they've germinated by about a centimetre. Okay. So now what you have to do is you've got to – well, they have to come out of the fridge now. Uh-huh. Um, and you actually will need to put them into seed-raising mix now, Robin. Okay. You've got to be really gentle with it and you can't cover the first cotyledons. So those, okay. so don't make sure that the the tip of the seed is just out of the seed raising mix. Put them in a protected, warm place, so not out in the sun, mm-hmm. um, where they're not going to get cold at night time for the first week. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. So you're going to go gently, gently, slowly, slowly. And will they grow true to form or um, is this just an experiment? Uh, they may do and they may not. It's always hard with, with seed to know which way they're going to go. But I reckon it'd be great to grow them and see what happens. All right. Well, I'll give it a crack and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Robin. Good on you, Robin. A few texts coming through just about the um, cats as well. Sab Ryan says, Sabrina, you can also get containment fence collars for cats too, successfully used with dogs. We'd ah. love to hear if anyone has used them successfully. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, Enid says, hi, girls, please push for cat containment. The local cats just love my native garden. Mm. Um, Heather in Derby says, hello, we have a cat trap on our property. The ranger comes and takes them away. Best option to remove cats. Thank you, Heather. Yeah, cats are pretty clever and hard to trap. Yeah. Let's uh, head to Kim, who's in Bindoon. Hey, Kim. Morning, ladies. How are we going? Yeah, good. Good. Um, so I'm just following up a conversation I had with you on Tuesday mm-hmm. about my um, apple trees. Yeah. Now, um, I've got a curly one for you. My um, alpacas recently had babies, so I've frozen their placentas. So right. I would yeah. love to put placenta in the hole and I'm yeah. just wondering one is that a good idea because I'm a midwife so I've had plenty of women take their placenta yeah absolutely the it's a great idea great so what do I actually do like how far do I put the placenta in first and then how much how many like you know centimeters of dirt do I put on the placenta or how yep. do I actually go about doing uh, it okay so I'd put the placenta in first and then you only need about two centimeters of soil on top Kim because right, okay. the, the the fungi and bacteria in the soil will break the placenta down quite quickly. So right. you want the tree roots quite close to the placenta. Oh, cool, because I'll be getting bare-rooted. I'm going to get the bare-rooted oh, trees. Well, you could so, put it, yeah, yeah, you could you could put it straight on there because all the, oh, the placenta will also feed all the, not if it's frozen, of course. No, um, no, it's obviously defrosted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, um, the microbes will head straight to the placenta, then they'll yep. attach themselves to the tree root and then yep. they'll, they'll send all the goodies to the tree root. Oh, cool. Okay, fabulous. And so, um, when I just I've, I'm looking at getting a ballerina waltz. Now it says cool climate. Now I can't find anywhere to say how cold. No, no. Bindoon, Bindoon will be cold enough, Kim. Bindoon will be cold enough. Good on you, Kim. Thank you. Let's head to Freya, who's down in Bustleton. Hello, Freya. 
Yes, good morning. Good morning, Freya. Hello. I'm, I'm calling you from Vasselton. Ah, hello. And, hi, g'day. Um, I've got two two issues here that I want some information about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we have three crepe myrtles mm-hmm. that are yeah they're they're going sort of a bit brown, which I gather are autumn colours. Yes. When do I prune these now trees? Now they're very spindly. Now, now. yep, yep. Okay. So they're finished flowering. They've set their seed. Yep. Prune them now. And question number okay. two, Freya. And question number two is fuchsias. We have had beautiful fuchsias. Ah. Do I prune them yes. now? I, I pruned all my fuchsias last week, actually. And the reason you know when to prune fuchsias... Fuchsias? <laughs> fuchsias is because uh, you'll see new little leaves emerging down at the bottom of the fuchsia, which says, hello. Salvias do the same. They talk to you. They go, hello, can you please prune... My upper bit's off. <laughs> oh, you're a dag. We're going to Rita, who's in Mount Hawthorne. Hello, Rita. Uh, hello. Hi, Sarah. Hello, Rita. I have, a, I have a lots of lemon, a Maya lemon in a pot. Yeah. And it's doing really, really well. Lovely lemon. Mm-hmm. But I noticed uh, yesterday it's got, in certain little corners, um, a, a crystally type of scale. Okay, yep. So you've got a hard-bodied scale. That's easy peasy, Rita. You just have to hit it with an oil-based spray or a potassium soap. Okay, yeah, I've got some oil spray because I do that with the black scale. Yep, yep, same thing, same thing. Perfect, Rita. Thank you. Uh, John sent us a text. I'm a handyman. I've now installed more than a dozen cat nets for families that want to let their cat loose in their backyards or balcony areas. And I've made enclosures to suit their homes and spaces perfectly. And the enclosures I install can be removed and reconfigured to be installed elsewhere. I have seen the most awesome catios. Yeah, just I like really, that phrase. Yeah, isn't it great? And, and honestly, your cat will be so much happier. Mm. Uh, Kylie is in Kalani. Hello, Kylie. Hello, how are you? Good. Good. Um, I live at Kalani, so a bit far further past Wongan Hills. Yeah. Um, I've got a passion fruit vine that's been in a pot now for two years. Yeah. And it's been growing beautifully, and I put, like, organic um, stuff. Food. Yep. You know, anyway, um, every time it's got new leaves, mm-hmm. they are turning their toes up, Ooh. and the the, old, the mature leaves are now yellow, and um, it's on the west side of my house. Okay, but it's still in a pot. Yes, it is. Okay, so that's a nutrient issue, Kylie. Um, you're going to have to up the trace elements on that. Passion fruit have an enormous root system and in a pot you're going to have to fertilise much more often than you would if they're in the ground. Okay. Mm. Thanks, Sab. Thanks, Kylie. Uh, we're, what are we, six minutes away from ten. We've got a few emails to go through as well. Hi, Sab and Ro. Amanda in Greenwood here. Please help. I've got these teeny black spots on everything. It started on my jasmine, so I cut it back to a stick. Then the jasmine grew back along with all the black spots. It's now spread to Somerset, jade, marigolds, um, spider palms, ficus and palms. My okay. biggest fear is that it will get to my apple and pear tree. Do you know what it is? Well, it's scale. So now the thing about getting getting rid of scale is that you have to spray twice, sometimes three times. So the first spray kills the adults but not the juveniles. The second spray knocks off the juveniles. So you can either use a pest oil, an eco oil or a natural soap, potassium soap. You spray once, you spray again two weeks later to try and stop that life cycle. So people only do it once, but then the juveniles come back and reinfect everything. It's a good time of the year. You can't use those oils once temperatures reach above 30 30 degrees so okay. it's not black spot virus 
No, it's not a virus yeah. and it's not a disease. It's actually a pest. Okay, cool. Um, hi, Sab. We are located in coastal Geraldton and we're wondering how we can kill off wattle. We've got heaps on our block from seedlings to six foot tall. Thank uh, you from yeah. Tracy. So, Tracy, that will probably be the Acacia saligna, which can be a weed all through. You have to – basically you have to cut – and then spray with uh, with the glyphosate. All right. But you have to cut first. Cool. Uh, help, please, Sabby and Roe. Can you – I'll leave that to Sab. Can you please advise how to get our magnolias back to bushy health? We've neglected them a lot of late, says oh, Sam. Yeah, okay, Sam. You need to – you need to take out the agapanthus that are right under the base of them. You need to prune them. You need to go and get some cow poo powdered sulphur um, and compost and wetting agent and the fertiliser that's made in WA because you need all those minerals. Water, 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 water. Um, and I dig some clay in around there as well so – clear out from underneath them so there's no competition. Okay. Beautiful. Uh, Flossie in Denmark wants to know, when can I prune my raspberries? Uh, well, it depends if they're um, autumn or summer raspberries. But most people prune their raspberries June, July, and they prune them right down to the ground. Cool. Uh, Sharon has sent us an email with a humble brag. My friend had her first go at grafting on my lemon tree, which I had vigorously attacked with a recip saw. Ah. Apparently, the stress of such a violent haircut helped it take the grafts and throw out shoots. Thank you, <laughs> Diana. Wow, that's a great graft. <laughs> That's beautiful. And I love that you've shared that with us. Thank you, Sharon. All good fun. Um, this one, another email. Morning, ladies. I have six pencil pines that are starting to show dead patches. Should I cut them in half? The cockies do enjoy them. Mm. Many thanks for a great show. Okay, so that's Capressus and they are very susceptible to uh, the fungus that hits the conifers. You need to spray with the same stuff that they use for dieback for Phytophthora and inject the trunk as well. Um, the fungal spores will spread from one conifer to another. So it's um, so compressors are highly susceptible. So you've got to use the phosphoric acid, um, spray the entire thing if you can. But in the long term, you're probably going to use, lose them within five years. Thank you. Uh, Haley's in Esperance. Mm. Hello, Sabrina and Roe. Can you plant a placenta that's been mm. preserve, preserved in formaldehyde? Is that right? Yeah, formaldehyde. Yep. Or how can I prepare the soil so that I can, wanting to plant an orange tree? Oh, Haley. Um, okay, so... Now, I don't – I sort of need a chemist for this one mm. because I don't know how long it would take for the formaldehyde to break down in soil because it'll have the effect of the fungi and bacteria. Um, I'm going to talk to my mate who's a chemist about that, but I would be careful with anything that's been in formaldehyde. So um, – Mm. So, Hayley, I will get back to you on that one next week. No worries. Uh, one final one, Chris from Yokine. I've potted lemon tree, which I was planning to put in the ground, and now it's just flowered. Yeah. Is it still safe to transplant? Yeah, absolutely. No worries. Go for it. Oh. All right. Um, probably could slip in one more. Hi, ladies. When and how to prune a frangipani, please? Not until mid to end of spring, and you can prune as much as you want. Oh. There you go. Uh, Sab, thank you. Uh, I believe you're off on a little staycation now. I'm so jealous. Taking Monday off. <laughs> so looking forward to, yes, enjoying not going back until work until Wednesday, which will be lovely. You enjoy the rest of your day. I most definitely will. Mickey, you legend, thank you for your first show with us. You've nailed it. We'll have you back again next week. Thank you to all of you for all of your contributions. Have yourselves a fabulous Saturday. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more.